Good morning. All right, all right. I'm excited. Tell somebody you're glad. I'm glad I came today. Amen. Amen. All right, all right. I'm excited. I'm going to start off with a little disclaimer this morning. Yeah, I was waiting for the uh-ohs. I'm only going to give you a part of the message this morning. In essence, I'm only going to give you half a message. And then I'm going to give you the opportunity to be the other half. For those of you that will complain, oh, I can't even get a full message. What would you do with the last full message I gave you? Okay, let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing in our homes. We thank you, God, for what you're doing in this house, Lord. Even now, Lord, pray. We, we lift up those that are sick. We lift up those that are struggling. We lift those, Lord God, that are not feeling well, those that are apart, those that can't be here, those that are uh, struggling someplace, Lord God. We ask we, we thank you that you're big enough to be here with us and be there with them. And, and we trust, Lord God, that you still do move mountains in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Okay, second part of the disclaimer. Some of you will not be happy with me by the time you leave today. Some of you just expect this kind of stuff from me. And some of you will be challenged and hopefully a little bit changed. Amen? Because that's the goal of any Sunday, that, that, that you would be challenged and a little bit changed. That if, you, that if you haven't been reconciled to God, that you would get reconciled to God. And that if you have been reconciled to God, that you would be a little more like Him every, every time we, you, you encounter Him. Amen? See, one, one way to see the gospel... This is one way I, I, I see the gospel. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And nothing was made that hasn't been made. Everything that hasn't been made was made through. And the Word became flesh. Right? So, so God, in the beginning, God said, I became like you. I did like you, so you can do like me. You follow? So my title this morning is Do, do Like Me. You know, we, 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 we say this to kids sometimes when they're scared to do something or, or when people are scared to try something. We do it first, and then we say, do like me. We, we do it first, and then we say, do like me. Do, do it like, do like me. And we, we as, as, as good parents, we never ask a child to do something we knew he couldn't do. Right? You, you, st- you tracking with me? I'd, right? As good parents, we never, like, we, we don't have a two-year-old, and we, we climb a tree, and we say, come on, do like me. You know, we, we wouldn't do that, right? So we know whatever we're telling the kid or whoever is scared and we're, whatever we're telling them to do is because we know that they can do it. Oh, man, this is good. So when God calls us to do something, it's because he, he knows he's already given us everything we need to be able to do it. Say amen. Second Peter 1.3 says his divine power has given us everything we need. To live a godly life through our knowledge of him. He's saying, just by knowing me, you have everything you need to live godly. Is that powerful? 
Just by knowing me, you have everything you need to live godly, the word says. Okay, so that's the setup. Knowing that, here's the problem. If someone could walk into this building, let's say today for the first time, from a different culture, from some tribe in another country, from a different time even, let's say, just to be weird, they would see as they approach the building this seven-foot love sign. If you've been coming here long enough, you don't even see it anymore. It's still there, though. We preached an entire message called Seven Foot Love, or an entire series, I think. We did a whole series. If you've been here for a while, you know, you don't even see it. So they'll come in through this love, and they'll walk in through this love, and they'll see the writing on the wall. They'll start to look around. They'll look at the cafe as they get free coffee and be like, hey, this is bueno. Right? This is good. And they'll say, somos familia. I say, wow, we're family here. Okay. And then, and then if they sit in this area, they'll, they'll go over here and they'll see over there and they'll say, oh, man, what's that about? They'll know us by our love. Oh, wow. There's the love thing again. If they sit over here, they'll say, man, what's that about? Oh, I pray for you. You pray for me. I see. And so, so this, this, this need, I need you to survive. And then, and then wherever they're seated in the building, they're going to see our TSF logo. I think, right, we have it. It's everywhere. The TSF logo is everywhere. And, and TSF means the Sanctuary Fellowship. The Sanctuary, a safe place. Fellowship, fellowship means it's a relationship among people who share an interest. And then, right underneath our logo, in white letters on a black background, Building Healthy Families. A part of the mission statement of our church, up on the front, so that it cannot be uh, not seen. Amen? And so, this outsider would have to assume, or this visitor, or this guest, would have to assume before hearing or experiencing anything that TSF is about love and relationships and building healthy families. Right? Fair? Just from observing. Familia, we love, we love, we're families. I pray, we survive. I love you, you love me, we're family. We got sweatshirts in the back, so almost familia. So just from the outside, this, this, that would be their experience, and they would be absolutely correct. That is the heart and vision of this, the mindset of the very founding purpose of this church. However, that is what we are all about, but, and this is a big but, I know what you were just singing in your head. However, it is possible, hear me out, that they could come in this Sunday and let's say one usher was seating a family over there and another usher was greeting somebody else and they just managed, our ushers do a great job, that has nothing to do, it's not about you. Our ushers, and, and let's say they managed to slip through without even getting the professional greeting at the front. And so they walked in under the seven-foot love. They read the writing on the wall that we're all about love. They see that we're about building healthy families. And they sit here and they enjoy most probably an amazing time of worship. Where we're singing about what? The love of God. Our love for Him. Our love for each other. Our fellowship. Our love, love, love. Some of familia. God, God is love. You move mountains. 
And so, and then after that, you know, they're, they're overflowing with love and they hear the announcements and the announcements about more things that we're going to do to talk about God's love. And let's say he, she, they, they're having a great time and, they, and then they hear a biblically sound message, you know, hopefully something was good that day, right? And so they, they hear a message that day and, and they have a great time and then at the end we close out this great time with an upbeat or a soul-stirring song about what else? The love of God. And then they're dismissed and they hear one of our pastors tell them, okay, you've been blessed, go be a blessing. And then about two, three hundred, depending on whatever we have here, will we'll now gravitate to the ones that they know. Or would book to the door, because I don't know, they got to make the game or make the wings for the game, you know, whatever. To get on with the rest of their day. And it's very possible that after seeing and reading and singing and hearing all about this love, he, she, they never met one person in this building and doesn't make a single connection with anybody. Would we, is it fair to say that's possible? Family, that is a good indication that we've allowed ourselves to be discipled by the world instead of the word. Our culture has been so influenced by social media that it's easier for us to have 300 friends online and than it is to maintain a couple of good ones in person. It's become easier to follow, retweet, double-click, slide to the left, slide to the right, than to engage people. And so we could be in a room of 300 people and be lonely and sad. For the family of God, for children of God, this should not be so. Amen. I believe, listen, and I think that what we've been hearing in the Spirit and all the messages that have been coming forth is not just for you. This is not just for you. God is calling us to step out of our comfort zones and make it about somebody else for a change. To come to church to just get, you, you don't understand as a pastor the emails and the conversations that I have with people. You can only imagine. You can only imagine the things that people say to me and expect me not to take it personally. Oh, I'm going, I'm going to go over there because I'm just not getting fed. I'm going to go, what, what you eating, bro? What, what? I'm going to, and I'm going to, and, and, and you, you, you don't understand, but listen, listen. It's time for us to not make it, to come to church to just get what you want, to, to, to help you get through, to encourage you, to make yourself better for your spiritual needs. That has never been the purpose or the call of the church. Never. Never. You, you have to, listen, I'm, I'm, one thing I'm doing is I'm, <coughs> sorry, I'm unloading the pressure off of the ministry team to be the ones that have to keep you and entertain you. 
We were never called to do that. This has never been the purpose or the role of the church. Jesus told those that follow him in the book of John, and, and what it says over there, John 13, 35, he says, by one thing, all people will know that you're my disciples. What was that one thing? By your love for what? For God? For one another. Oh, man. By our love for one another, people will know that we love him. There's a problem. By this, the God, God says, the entire book of John, he was saying, do like me. Watch, watch this, watch. Now, now, I learned years ago, the thing that God called you to be about is going to be the thing you struggle with the most. How many have been there and you understand what I'm saying? It's the area that you're going to be attacked the hardest because anything that you're, that's wrapped up in your identity is a target for the enemy. I learned this firsthand when I started in ministry. I met a youth pastor who was so passionate about purity. And I sat in, I, he wasn't part of our church, I sat in one workshop with him, and he imparted this thing. It just, it was like he took it out of his soul and placed it in me, and it became my thing. And, and those of you, thankfully we have some here that grew up in the youth ministry that we were a part of 160 years ago, um, and they, you'll know purity was the thing. I didn't want you guys dating. I didn't want you guys. I, I said, girl, I would tell the girls, I'd pull them all aside. I said, listen, the only reason those boys want to hug you is because they want to feel you. Give them side hugs. And, and in the youth group, it was just side hugs. We were just, I mean, and it was crazy. And people, you know, the, the people didn't want to come to the youth group because, no, I want to hook up with this one, hook up with that one. And they knew that wasn't going to fly here. And so it, we were all about that. And I've had, listen, I've had more young people talk to me later and tell me I was married a virgin because of your ministry I have had more people tell me I I kept myself pure I, I I avoided a lot of heartache I avoided a lot of trouble because every Friday I had to hear from your mouth about how this and that and that and that and 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 sadly I found out years later that pastor that God used to impart that passion in me fell in that very area of his life. He had a wife, kids. He fell in that very area of his life. See, what he was most passionate about, what he was most influential in, he was attacked in the hardest. And what does the church do? Of course, wow, he was a hypocrite. He was a liar. He was a no good for nothing, sexual deviant. He was perverted. He was, come on, man. He made a change in people's lives. He made a change in my life. And through me, made a change in a lot of young, you, you understand? And, and, and the church would be the first to shoot their wounded. God, put him out of his misery. He's no good. He never was any good. Good for nothing. Let's get a better pastor. I say that to say this. If we're going to be about building healthy families, we have to be intentional about building healthy families. Amen? See, see, we couldn't say, we couldn't say, um, this is what we're about. TSF, um, about building black belt karate jujitsu fighters. And man, that's what we're about. And then every Sunday we'll come here and we'll sing songs about fighting. Everybody was kung fu fighting. 
Every, every Sunday, we'll come together and, and we'll, 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 we'll sing about fighting. We'll look at, at pictures of fighting and we'll, we'll maybe fight with each other. I mean, we do that now, right? And so, but if we don't train, if we're not serious about, we'll never be karate, black belt karate jujitsu fighters, right? We have to be intentional about what we're going to be about. Are you following me? See, I believe that at the core of who we are and what, that, that's what makes the, the sanctuary unique. I also believe this is an area where the church globally struggles everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, you can talk about me and leave and go find another church. A lot of you have done that and you'll come back. And a lot don't. You're still out there talking about me. Okay, I'm sorry. But we live in such a superficial, fake foot forward culture that we're only as good as our last social media post. We live so phony that, that, <laughs> that if we were half as good as our social media portrays us to be, we'd be pretty good people. It's the fellowship of the phony. How many followers you got? I checked and I was really embarrassed. I got 48 followers on Facebook. Church, come on, man. <laughs> That's embarrassing. All right, let's not go there. But people have become uber famous for doing nothing. Right? That's the culture we live in. I read this somewhere. Never before has a generation so diligently recorded themselves accomplishing so little. Wow. And unfortunately, because we've been so discipled by the world, that same culture exists in the church. We post scriptures we don't believe in. We post scriptures we don't even live by. Anything remotely good that we do, we have to post a picture of us doing it so that we can get our rewards and people likes. Family, listen, I love that we have a couple of famous selfie scenes here in the church. It used to be only the ladies' bathroom, that big gold mirror. That was our first. If you've been here for, you know that gold mirror, I don't know. I, I found that in the street, actually, that mirror. I'll be honest with you. I did, right? Where's my, oh, my wife is next door. The, the team, no. I found that one time we were heading to our old church where we were, I mean, our, our first building. We were heading and it was in the garbage. And I said, that's a beautiful mirror. And I took it and it's been in every building ever since. Now it's in the ladies' room and you guys are like taking selfies in front of it. That was garbage. So I love that we have a couple of famous selfie scenes. Now we got the star wall over there. People love the brick, the wall with the wood and the, and the stars. People love to take pictures in front of the love sign. People love to take pictures in front of, they'll know us by our love. But, but listen, that's a direct quote that clearly says that the red letter words, the words Jesus spoke to us, that they'll know us by our love for one another and yet somebody could slip into this congregation and visit us for months maybe years without even meeting anyone and it's not like we're Joel Osteen you know 15,000 strong come on the word says we're members of one another I love that 
I created that hashtag, member of you. I'm a member. I have a membership to you. You have a member. Because we're members, the word says Romans 12, 4. <coughs> Just as each one of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, though many form one body, each member belongs to all the others. I'm a member of you. I have a, in my wallet a card that says I'm a member of you. I got a membership to you. You got a membership to me. Is that crazy? Not like a Planet Fitness membership that nobody uses. I mean like a membership. Listen, I get it. Hospitality is a risk. I've been burned before. I know. I've been talked about. I've been misunderstood. I've been misquoted. I've been unfairly perceived. But that is something that we're called to do, church. And it's got to be at the very core of who we are. We have been reconciled, the word says in 2 Corinthians, with God and given the ministry of reconciliation. We've been given the Some of you sit there, so I'm just waiting for God to tell me what my ministry is. He already told you, you have the ministry of reconciliation. You have the ministry of making relationships right with each other and with God. Every one of you is a minister of reconciliation. Put that card in your wallet. Show it at the hospital. Hey, I'm a minister of reconciliation. What here needs to be reconciled? Who got beef? Hospitality is the, it's a lost art, man. It's the ability to welcome. I don't know about you, but this is, God is something God put in me. Listen, I live in a house right now with 10 people. My house, when we bought our house, we, we, we never, I don't think we, I think maybe for two months, it was just me and my daughters, me, my wife, and my two daughters. Maybe for two months. Out of the 18 years, we've always had two, three, four couples living with us. It's just me. I just, I'm a party. I love to be in a party. My wife will tell you, you know, she likes to be alone. I love to be in a party. I like to be with 16 people. Let's talk. Let's kick it. Let's have fun. It's just fellowship. I just feel like that's me, right? And I know, I understand some of us are not like that. But still, we're called to, to have some of that. Amen. Take the grumpy looks off your faces and, and let Jesus shine. <laughs> if, if Jesus is on the inside, let it show on the outside. Say amen. amen. Hospitality is the ability to welcome people, to be warm towards people that you know and people that you don't. Hospitality is the opening of your heart and life toward other people. It's about being friendly and generous to those around us. Is it simple? Yes. Is it easy? No. It's a lost art in churches and among Christians because we live in such a selfish, me-first culture. The rise of social media has left people lonely and isolated. And I think hospitality has the power to build a bridge for the gospel in this culture. I think if never, ever before, we need this to build a bridge to the, to, to the gospel in this culture. Amen? Because the word says it's the kindness of God that leads people to repentance. Isn't that cool? Why would God say that? It's the, why, why I just kind of run up and down the street, hit people on the head with a John 3.16 sign? Come on, God so loved the world, he gave his son. Come on, wake up, get it. It says here's the kindness of God. 
The love, the gentleness of God that leads people to repentance. The fact that God loved you before you even turned to him. The fact that he, he looked for you before you looked for him. The fact that while you were still a hot mess, he was still pursuing you and loving you. It's the kindness of God that leads. Come on. I'm, I'm going too long. I'm sorry. I, I love the Gospel of John because the Gospel of John shows us the heart of the Father. It's the image of the invisible God in the flesh, Jesus. Watch this. He walks with people. He heals people. He feeds people. He teaches people. And all the while, he has those followers that are with him, and he's saying, do like me. Do like me. He feeds, feeds a 5,000 with, with, with two fish sandwiches, and he says, bro, do like me. He, he casts out demons. He, he, he opens blind eyes, and he tells the apostles, those that follow him, do like me. And, and sometimes they, they try to do it, and they couldn't. And he said, why couldn't we do it? And he said, well, you know, this kind. And, and it's a conversation. He said, this kind comes out by prayer and fasting. This, this is what you have to do for this. this is, just do like me. Do like me. And we said, well, God, he's always doing religious. No, his first miracle, he went to a wedding to have fellowship. They ran out of wine, and he increased the wine. He made five jugs of yellowtail for everybody. First miracle recorded. Okay, so, so he walked. He says, do like me. And, and, and this is one thing that was real key that he did. He, he goes out to meet people that nobody else wanted to meet. He would go out of his way to, to reach out to people that the religious people of that time didn't want no part of. This is a scary thought. Jesus talks to and engages people that the religious people of that time, the godly people of that culture wouldn't talk to. If we don't do like him, we'll do like them. And this will be the sanctuary fellowship of the Pharisees. If we don't do like him, we'll do like them. And there'll be a generation after us that'll come and talk about us. And we'll, they'll say, oh yeah, those people at 1469 St. Peter's, the religious people, they didn't love nobody. They didn't like nobody on the corner. They didn't like the drunk guy. They didn't like the guy that plays with the two-string guitar in the corner. They didn't, they, didn't, they didn't like nobody on the block. They just wanted to be with themselves. I know those religious people. If we're not like him, we're going to be like them. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be remembered like that. Are you still with me? Read the book of John this week and ask yourself, who are you most like? Homework. See, John takes a lot of time to tell us about the last days that Jesus spent with them, the last day. <clears throat> Watch this. John 13, it starts with Jesus washing the disciples' feet. He washes their feet. They're getting together for a dinner. He takes off his outer garment. He puts on a, a towel. He takes the position of a servant, and he wipes. He comes to clean their feet. And his followers are like, come on, man. You can't wash our feet. You, you're the master. You can't wash our feet. And he said, listen. He gets up. He said, listen, if I don't wash your feet, then you got nothing to do with me. They're like, all right, man. Wash the feet. And after he does it, look what he says. He says, I've given you an example that you should do just as I have done. Do like me. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do it. Now, what is he talking about? Does he want us to wash feet? Listen, believe me, if I thought he wanted us to wash feet, we'd have feet washing stations all over this building. Every day you come in, you get your feet washed by, by Mark or Ephraim or, you know, them, they'll do it. No, no. No, no. If I believe that's what he wanted to do, I'd be washing feet, man. 
But I think, I, I, I think what, what, what he's trying to say, man, is don't think you're better than everybody. Humble yourself to people. Surrender yourself, man. Submit yourself to one another. Meet the needs that, that need. That was a need. They needed their feet washed because they had chancletas and they walked on dusty roads. And so when they came to dinner and they sit on the floor like this, they got dusty, stinky um, um, feet at the table. And that can't be. So you would wash their feet. They'd be clean. Now you could sit down and eat and your feet are not, you know, dirty. You, you understand? So that was a need. Jesus is saying meet people's needs. Meet them where they're at, man. Then, then watch this, because people in here can argue and say, well, listen, not everybody deserves that. Right? How many say, yep, not everybody deserves me to wash their feet. Not everybody deserves me to submit to them. Not everybody deserves me to serve them. Not everybody deserves my friendship. Not everybody deserves to be, to be like that with me. Now, and, and, and okay, so what, what Jesus said, you're right. But, but God's so real. After he washed his feet, he took off the towel, he came back to the table, and he said, um, one of you here is going to betray me. One of you is going to betray me. He said, wait a minute, you just washed all our feet, and now you said one of us. So that means you washed the betrayer's feet? Listen, God is telling us even today for us, not everybody's going to be with you. Not everybody's going to be for you. Not everybody's going to appreciate you. Do like me anyway. He says, let me tell you how serious I am about this. And that's how we got to that verse there. He says, a new commandment. You want to be religious and you want to follow commandments? I'll give you a commandment. A new commandment I'll give to you, he says in verse 31, that you love one another. Just as I've loved you, you're also to love one another. This is the man that's going to eat his last meal and go get crucified, mocked, spit on, crucified, struck, bleed, and, and killed. He said, as I loved you, love these people. By this, people will know you're my disciples if you have love. And then one of them, Peter, he says, yo, no, man, yo, nah, where you going? I'm, I'm your ride or die. I'm going to go with you. I'll follow you to the ends of the earth. I'll lay down my life for you. And, you know, there's always one of those people in the group that they think they're more religious than everybody else. Jesus keeps it so real. He says, really, bro? You read right there in John. He says, really, bro? You'll deny me three times before the day is up, bro. And then he shows them later, but I'm going to love you anyway. I'm going to love you. You're going to deny me three times before your baby mama shows up, but I'm going to love you anyway. See, with this responsibility, there's so many beautiful promises there for us. He says, I'm going to go prepare a place for you. In my father's house are many mansions. And I'm going to bring you to that place so that you can be, so that where I am, you can be also. Beautiful promise. He also says, I'm going to give you a helper until you get there that will be with you forever. So he's telling us, this is not going to be easy, but I'm going to give you the help that you need. Somebody say amen. The Holy Spirit of God is going to, you're going to be sealed with the Spirit of God. God is love. So if God is love and you're sealed with the Spirit of God, can I encourage you to let it show? Then... Then he even ends with this thought. He said, I have said these things to you so that you may have peace. In this world, you're going to have trouble, but take heart, I overcame the world. And then in, verse, in chapter 17, he leaves them and he prays for them. He prays for us. Listen to what he prays. He says, I don't ask for these only that are here, but for those who will believe in me through their word. That's us. 
that they may all be one, just as you, Father, and are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me. The glory that you've given me, I've given to them, so that they may be one, even if we are one. I in them and you in me, that we may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved me, and even as you have loved me, so I've loved them. And then after that, he goes off to the cross. So listen, listen. He talked he taught about it, he talked about it, and then he walked it out. And he's telling us all throughout his word, do like me. Love like me. Care like me. Pray like me. Talk like me. Walk like me. He says some people are going to turn on you. Love them anyway. Some people are going to deny you. Do it anyway. I'm going to love people anyway. Can we do that, church? Building healthy families was not our idea. I'll take credit for it, but it was not our idea. <coughs> okay, so I'm done. I'm going to stop talking now. And I'm not going to invite the worship team up today. Uh-oh. And we're not going to dismiss you. And here's the part where some of you will shine and some of you will be angry with me. I'm going to challenge you today to leave your seat and leave your circle Step outside of that and take some time to meet some people today. Everybody's so happy. You got to see the uncomfortable faces I'm getting right now. All the introverts are dripping sweat right now. If you're an introvert, don't stress. Stay where you are. Let people come to you. Listen, I'm not saying, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying we have to know everybody in this building, but at least, listen, be the, the princess or the king of your, of your section. Like, you know what, this is my section, nobody's going to sit in this section that I don't know. Claim a spot, if, if, that's, if that's how you want to do it, claim a spot. You say, this is my spot, Who, who's sitting there? Oh, Hector, John, Maria, Carmen, okay, perfect, cool. And then that way next week when Carmen or, or Maria is not there, you say, hey, I'm, I'm not Maria. Let me text her right now. During worship. Maria, where you at? Everything's good? All right, cool. All right, love you. Because you're missing in my section. Wouldn't that be amazing? The sad thing is today, right now, people are missing and nobody knows and nobody cares. Nobody knows and nobody cares. Why? Because we came to get ours. I had a rough week. I'm coming to get my, my, my pickup, and he better be good. And the worship pastor, man, he better do the right songs today. If he, 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 he does that corny song I don't like, I'm going to be angry. I'm going to let him know today. I'm going to sit like that. When he says clap, I'm going to go like this. And when he starts to dance, I'm going to go get a cup of coffee. Forget you. Do my song. I'm coming to get mine. Right? And, and, and we don't realize Carmen, Maria, this one, this one, they're gone. They're missing. They're not here today. What happened? They're sick. They got the flu. Wait a minute. They haven't been here in a couple of weeks. Wait a minute. I haven't seen them in a month. Did they leave the church? Did they leave the Lord? Did they, do they need help? What's going on in their lives? So I'm going to challenge you to leave it. Listen, I, I've, been, I've been trying. I try to, to, to meet people. Do you, do you guys know that there's, there's a Rivera family here that, that's kind of a little bit new to it? They've been here a while. They, they sit in the back. I'm not going to, you know, point them out. Nothing, Joe and Joyce. You know, they, and, but, but 
But they don't, but they don't know a lot of people here. Why? Do you guys know them? I want you to find them today and meet, meet introduce yourself. Do you guys know there's, do you, do you guys know about my man Mo? He's like, this is, this is the fastest chair in the Bronx right here. Do you guys know him? He's got an incredible story, man. He's got a beautiful testimony. Can, can somebody go meet him today? Can you meet him? Do you know that there, there, there's people in here, man, there's so many, that, um, they're not here today, but you know, there's, there's usually two, two young men that are always running around the church, and they're, and they're going back and forth and back and forth around the church, and I've seen sometimes people get a little like, man, that's inappropriate, you know, somebody should tell them to sit down, but you don't understand their story. You don't know their story, and, and you don't know that their mom, that their mom gets to come here because she's been kicked out of other churches. Because in other churches, they'll say, that is a distraction to our worship. And so, please take your child, children and go to a room where you can listen to the message on the TV. But you can't kind of be here because they would be a distraction to our worship. God forbid that we ever. And so, if you know something, if you knew this person Jessica, you know that she could sit here and worship and she doesn't have to worry about where they are or what they're doing because she knows that there's a group of people here that understand and, and are totally cool. If he walks by me a hundred times while I'm preaching, I'm totally fine with that. Because if that's what he needs to do to be here, to listen, if the, then so be it. If it disturbs you, you're in the wrong place. I'm sorry. There's other places that won't allow that. So make yourself at home. I love you, and I don't mean anything bad by that. But that's us. That's us. You know little David that comes up after, after worship? And, he, you know, man, they're not here today. You know, he comes up here, and he copies Ephraim's moves. And some of them, he got them locked down, does them better than you, right? You know, he has two beautiful sisters that are always attentive to him, that are always running after him, that do so much for him. You meet that family? Would you meet that family when they come? They won't be offended. I'm, I'm picking names that I'm hoping that won't be offended. So, so, but I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't get permission. So, you know, so I hope, you know, forgive me. I love you. I, I just, I want us to be connected. Amen. And, and understand, like, there's no, I, I can't, it can't, you can't put that on me. You can't say, well, the pastor didn't say hello to me today. There's 300, 400. Sometimes it gets past. I, I'm sorry. I love you. I wish that I could greet every one of you. I wish that we had a person. But we, we can't. But we're members of one another. That means I'm not the leader. I'm not like the head member. I'm a member like you. Amen? I might be the big mouth. So I'm the mouth of the, of the body, right? But we're all members. So, like, introduce the elbow to the knee and the ankle, man, and the hands, and, and be the fingers of God, and be the, amen? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to stop talking for real. I had a couple more names, you know, like, like Val that does the, 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 she's been doing those videos for us on, on social media, and her mom, Juanita, do you know that she cleans the church for you guys? Do you know that she comes and cleans? For, for, for you guys and, and, and like, like find Juanita. Would you find Juanita and find Val? She meets with Will and Will. Will's not, Will, do you know who Will is? Will cleans the church too. Right? Will built this drum shield and stuff and did, he does a bunch of stuff. He did the, the cafe, all the wood and the, the wood that you like to take a picture of in front of. Find Will, man, and meet him. 
Amen? If you don't see him here now, he'll be here for the Spanish service, 2 o'clock. You know what would be nice, too, for the English church service? Sometimes, once in a while, pick a Sunday and, and stay for the Spanish service and meet that because, you know what? That's our Spanish members. Those are members of the same body, but those talk Spanish. Some of you talk Spanish, so, you know, you can talk, let the hand talk. Don't let it be that, that you meet in a mall or in a party someplace, and we say, oh, there, yeah, I might go to church. Yeah, where you go? I go to the sanctuary. What? I go to the sanctuary. Which, which, oh, you knew there? No, I've been going there for four years. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I've been there six years. I've been there since they started. What are you talking about? But, and, and we don't know, and we're meeting now. Don't, don't let that be, amen? I mean, okay, now I'm really going to stop talking. And I'm not going to dismiss don't go get your kids. Leave your kids alone until they come back and show up. And leave your seats. Leave your circles. We're going to play some, some, something in the background and, and find those people. Find those targets and then find some new people to tell me about. Amen? I love you. Be blessed. Be the body. Go ahead.